You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Excited to have you back here on the podcast. And of course, you know, one of the things that, you know, is pretty cool about, you know, the the job, the career, the world that I live in is I love, you know, traveling and going to an events. And we are actually uh, just finishing up uh, day one or day two, I guess, of VCon by VFriends by Gary Vaynerchuk. And I thought it would be really interesting because you know this we've been to five other Web three events, but we actually haven't been to a like a large or kind of a, uh, an event that is bringing the bringing the entire project. So really, this is more of a project event. Now, of course, let's just set the bar a little straight here. You know, this is like when people are starting a new tech startup and they try to compare themselves to Apple. Um, that's what you know. Gary Vaynerchuk comes in with a, a brand. A background, you know, when I met him in 2013, um, he was already an established, you know, uh, Vayner Media, the the marketing agency, as well as a best-selling multi best-selling author. So, like, not every collection has the luxury of a massive personality and a massive brand and a massive agency behind them to come into this space. So, what I thought I would do is, you know, Drew and myself are here um, at the event. I actually thought it would be great to share some of the things that we found uh, that, that stood out that we think that other um, in-person events that are kind of project-based um, can look forward to, can embrace. And also we'll talk a little bit about some of like the nuances because, you know, I think these are, it's often uh, misunderstood or people don't think enough about the fact that there's a big difference between going to an industry event or a company event. But in this case, in Web3, when it's a project event, it's kind of not really a company, but it's not really an industry event. And, you know, a majority of the people um, that we met here uh, do hold a VFriends NFT, but I did also meet a considerable amount that just decided to buy a VCon ticket on the secondary market. Now, there was 10,555 total tickets. And of course, the event was held at the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL football team. Um, at their stadium. And I mean, knowing Gary for as long as I've known Gary, I, I've, I've always known, you know, I've been to lots of his pop-up events, uh, lots of his meetups, uh, been to many Vayner, Vayner media uh, events, and they always do it really well. They, 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 you know, this is an established brand, but this is on the next level um, as far as what he was trying to pull off here. And I remember a, a little over a year ago, actually it might have been right about now a year ago, when he was talking about VCon and what he wanted VCon to become, there was part of me that was like, I think, you know, Gary's shooting for something that might be really hard to accomplish, especially in these times with, you know, we have COVID and, and even, you know, with the volatility of the crypto market, how do you like ultimately, you know, create 
you know, an experience that people are worth, you know, flying and attending to and, and all of those, you know, other moving parts. But with that being said, you know, I'll just throw it out the, the, the gate. Um, like my overall, like just view of this event was I'm very proud. I'm very proud and happy for, for Gary. I'm very ha- proud and happy for the V friends community. Uh, many of those that we, that I know that hold V friends, it's the only NFT that they hold, or they maybe hold one or two others. Um, and I know that they have a very loyal, um, you know, following many people, uh, like myself also had the book games from buying his book. Uh, and then there, of course, the V friends, uh, series two that was released, um, just recently that onboarded another 55,000 people in here, but I'm going to kind of give you actually, you know what I'm going to wait a little, I'm going to give you the one huge takeaway that really, um, it kind of was in my face at the beginning and then it was integrated throughout, and it really surprised me um, in ways that I didn't expect from Web3. But I'm going to give you that at the end. So the, the first thing I wanted to just kind of share and, and hopefully you know, expand, and, and so you can kind of learn along with us and kind of come on this journey of what it looks like. You know, when, when, it's a, when it's a project event, there is something beautiful about being able to show up and know that there's others that are on this journey with you. And if you remember the podcast episode I did about a week ago around community, you know, I mentioned how like pledging a fraternity is requires you to kind of go through the same things to enter a fraternity. And because of that, the, I believe that when you, when you go through pledging and you are become a brother in a fraternity, there's a sense of like, we all went through the same, you know, steps to be here. And so there's never really as much a hierarchy. And that of course is why, you know, the pledging kind of exists, but in this NFT space, you know, the thing that we've learned um, is that that's not really the case here, right? And the fact that, you know, you could have bought a VFriend Series 1 yesterday and a v- VCon ticket and showed up here and got all of the same experiences as someone that bought one um, a year ago. But there's also something about, like, people that have pride in the fact that they have all been on this journey together. And so one of the things that I found really, really, you know, positive, um, really um, interesting was how much merch – people were wearing um, of V friends before the event even started. So yes, they ha- they sold merch at the event. Um, that's where I was able to purchase a couple of things, but more so than even that, there were so many people wearing V friends holder merch and V friends uh, merch, everything from the sweatshirts that have like, you know, the words kind on it, or, um, you know, some of the, the sayings like absolute or whatever they may be, you know, and then there was ones like V friends and, and, and of course, Drew was wearing a, a V friend shirt as we were out and about, um, the day before the event, and there it was really cool that in a, in a, in a Web three world where you don't know, you could literally run into someone in the lobby, and you're like, "There's no way that person is here for this event," and then you're probably wrong. And if you don't believe they're here for the event, you, they probably have a bigger bag than yours. Um, and yes, I'm comparing comparing size you know sizes there because uh, that's what she said. But I I think as an overall like you know feeling being able for people to represent you know, out, outly, uh, you know, outwardly that they, you know, are part of that community, I think is a game changer. So I think for events, for, for, for NFT projects that are listening to this, even if it's a small meetup, actually giving people the merch before they actually come, right? If, if you look at the, at the VCon hashtag, the, there was a lot of people that were like, Hey, look who I met on the airplane. That's also going to be friends. Well, how do they know that? Because they were wearing V Friends merchandise to go there, and so they. And of course, these people, you know, everyone bought their V Friends merchandise. It sold out right away. But I think projects have to really take that into account, right? Like, 
how do you create that unity before the event is is there to deliver the unity right if you start to facilitate this sense of like camaraderie before you even enter the doors of an event the the how far that event has to go to build even more trust amongst themselves is a lot shorter versus everyone being like oh i saw you in the lobby i didn't even know you were part of v friends or, or whatever that may be the next thing i wanted to kind of talk about was you know the the tech now gary you know <laughs> Let's just face it. I'm a, as much as I, I talk positively about Gary as well. I'm also not afraid to call him out or, or point things out. Um, I don't think a single one of his NFT deliverables has ever been hit uh, in all of his drops. Uh, from you know V Friends one, you know the tech breaking and the website breaking, uh, to the book games being delayed and the book being delayed and then the, the NFTs being delayed, um, even to V Friends two. And and I I I believe it's because you know there's two parts of that. I believe Gary's pushing the envelope. But I also believe Gary has a has a pretty high standard of what he wants to put out, and he's not willing to rush it in most cases. And one of the things that I was really concerned about with this event is that they were they were really forcing the fact that you had to have your VCon ticket on your mobile device. So it didn't matter if you had it in a Rainbow wallet, a Coinbase wallet, a MetaMask wallet, but you had to have it on your mobile device, and you had to connect it to their event app. And I'm just going to tell you. Event app technology is some of the worst in the world, in my opinion. They just don't, it never seems to work. Like if you connect your Twitter account at most events and you click on someone else's Twitter, it usually like opens up in the browser to like an air page. Um, if you try to like find somebody, you had to like search through these different data. Like I've just never been a, a sold or a fan of uh, event software, but holy, and, and and like let's also remember, you know, this is a huge event, 10,000 people. It was going in the Minnesota Viking Stadium. And I'll just give you a, a sense every single thing was a line like the line to get in the first night was wrapped around the block and when i say wrapped around it went all the way back around to the entrance and they had to like peel off into the road for the entrance and then this morning when we went to the uh, main venue we were way down the line but i mentioned to drew i said hey you know this line you know it seems to be moving and he's like we haven't stopped moving so they did a great job of ushering us in but what i found amazing was that we just had to, they scanned the barcode that was within our app that we had already connected our VCon ticket to. And then they show, we showed them ID. They verified the name to the, the, the ID and we walked in the venue. Uh, something that didn't dawn on me until recording this and Drew pointed it out to me um, was they didn't give us credentials. There was no lanyards, no, um, because it was in the Minnesota Vikings uh, arena. And each time, like tomorrow, when anyone goes to attend, they just go through the same process. They scanned that badge, the, the, that um, app on your phone. And it also requires you to leave that ticket in your um, wallet for all the days of the event, right? So that's another like little layer of this that we have to kind of think about. Um, the other part of it is this that I think is interesting is I wonder what they're gonna be able to do with that data now that they have, you know, they have pretty much wallet connected to first name, last name, social media, event app, um, as well as you know, verifying that you, we were here at the event. So I thought they—I was pleasantly surprised. And so for events, we really have to think about how are we going to verify someone as a holder. We went to another pop-up event. I will not disclose the name, and that one did not have the technology to verify that they were a holder. So what they did was they actually buried the event address in a holder um, post on the Discord, asking no one to give out the address unless you were a verified holder. And of course, your name had to be also on the list. But I explain that because 
it's easy for us to be like, oh man, it's so cool. We can do a meetup with everybody from this one, um, this one event. And yes, you can, but how do you verify that? You know, how are you scanning or verifying that technology? And, you know, I will tell you like uh, at the Playboy Ravatar party that we went to, I just simply opened my MetaMask to my Ravatar and showed them a picture of it and we were able to get in. And so I think that's one of the things we're just going to have to see, but I, I give huge credit. Whoever, whoever was responsible for the VCon app, um, I'm going to make sure we get their name because that's who we'll use for our app for an event that we'll eventually have, um, which I think is, you know, was really, really important. The, um, the next thing that, you know, I wanted to share was, you know, Gary, you know, of course, most of people know Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he's a speaker. He's like myself. He is not afraid to talk. He loves to talk, talks a lot, but his opening session was only 20 minutes long. And that really jumped out at me because these were his people, his V friends community people. I mean, he has standing ovation, right? But he did not like, he did not make it about like, a full keynote presentation. He, he set the he set the bar. I mean, he's a pro at this from events, but he set the expectations. He explained like there was no, you know, we are not going to um, waver when it comes to kindness and some of the things, the principles, you know, that he stands for at the event. And he also made it, you know, kind of, you know, kind of level set how important it was for him. And then he pretty much talked about the agenda, and then he sent everybody on their way. Now I will say he he also kicked it off with just a really cool intro, which I think. You know, when you're starting off these events, one of the things I think is important is to not try to not make it, you know, bigger, make it bigger than yourself. And one of the best ways to do that is self-deprecating humor. And so what he did is they announced Gary Vaynerchuk coming out. And for those that haven't seen, there's a couple of people that do parodies of Gary V on uh, TikTok. And so they take all of his funny sayings or Gary, the things Gary says all the time, and they, they, they parody them over and over and over again. And Gary has said in many interviews, how he loves it. He thinks it's really funny how good they get it down. So you end up having two of them come out and do kind of a skit to open up, mocking a lot of Gary's nuances. And then Gary came out and he actually interacted with them too. He didn't just send them off. He, they were like making fun of each other and like doing a lot of the same uh, mannerisms. And I just thought that was really important to like set the bar. I know for a lot of people that have NFT projects, they're newer to the event or the stage. And they have a tendency to be like, we want to do a special announcement. We're going to talk about our project. We're going to give a state of the union. We're going to talk about our data. But that's not the right way to start off an event, especially a multiple, multi-day event. And I know that most NFT project events will not be multi-day, but I just thought it was a great way to start off the event. And then I also say like the, um, the actual, you know, for the attendees that were there, one of the things that he did was he – he allowed everybody to get a Viper uh, V friend, and they were actually fractionalizing it. So we have a, a piece of it using one of the one of the companies that he's a backer on, which is called Rally, which used to be Rally Road, and that's not the same as Rally.io, which is where it has my coin. But I actually thought that was pretty interesting of a way to um, you know give away something to the audience, but make it a little bit different. So like who who has ever owned a fractional uh, NFT? Uh, I don't know many people that have, but now there's 10,555 of them that we able to start that journey. So don't be surprised. This is my prediction. Gary's going to roll out additional fractionalizing of NFTs in the, in the next six months. And what he's doing right now is he's proving the use case. He's also exposing people to it. He's probably also getting his customer service and support team to now understand what are the problems that people might have. Um, Gary doesn't do any of these things by accident. There's no doubt about that. And then, yeah, one or two other things I, I think I just wanted to point out, I think from the event, 
and then I'll tell you what that 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 big takeaway that is that really shocked me. I think from from the event is that you know the the vibe and the energy was very it fit V friends very aligned, right? So there was a uh, a Ferris wheel in the middle of the field. There was food trucks down there on the ground, uh, and then the the vendors the vendor area I thought was really well done. Um, they had a couple. Uh, booths. They had World of Women, Women and Weapons. They had Sup Ducks, uh, Cyber Kongs. Uh, they had uh, a slew of Pepsi. Uh, of course, Pepsi is uh, was rolled out by the Vayner uh, NFT team. Uh, and then they also had a good friend of mine. Shout out to uh, Space Station and Sean Duras, who actually had a really cool um, activation called the Quarter Machine. And what it was is you actually put you know a quarter ETH, not a quarter, a quarter ETH, which is 0.25 ETH into like a, uh, a vending machine that you would kind of twist and get like a, a little uh, plastic container out of. And instead of getting a plastic container, you scanned the barcode and you got a random NFT that they had selected. And you could have won, um, you know, the most expensive one was a artifact NFT, which I think has a floor of 15 or 16 um, ETH. But they the, the least you could have got was one that was 0.25 when they actually minted them for that wallet. And uh, Sean Doris and the team did a really cool activation. And what's cool is that we're going to have them on the podcast in about two weeks. Sean Doris and I have been good friends uh, since 2014. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that activation. I have a 360 video that I will show you uh, that I'll post on social media as well around that activation, which I thought was, it was a neat way to demonstrate minting an NFT IRL doesn't have to be boring. It can be kind of fun and nostalgia, nostalgic and entertaining. And then the last thing I'll just say is, you know, from a speaker perspective, you know, I'm very, um, <laughs> I'm very judgy, I think, on that part of the thing, because uh, I go to a lot of events, and I think a lot of events miss the mark. And I know Gary worked hard on that, that part of it. And I think, like, overall, I can see why, you know, why certain people were certain were speaking, why certain event, uh, you know, panels were happening. But I will say that there were, there were some people that were on stage that, you know, are really amazing Web2 thought leaders and just know enough about Web3 to share. And when you have an audience that has a lot of people in the audience that have had massive experience that probably know things in that realm that are at a whole other level, I think it's a hard balance. And I think you can't, not only can you not, you know, please everyone, but it's just a, it's a difficult task to take on in many cases. And I know um, for me, I, I, I look forward to maybe the v, VCon 2 having more of the builders on the stage and less of the, uh, like the thought leaders um, on the stage. And then I also think, you know, having a, you know, a, a, the tracks kind of set up to where you have brand tracks versus creator tracks. But all, all of that is kind of figuring out the, how this whole Web3 content game or con, uh, stage game is going to go. And the thing that I was teasing out earlier that I'll kind of pull this together on was a thing that surprised me. And, it, and I'm not sure if it should have surprised me, but it really did. Was this, this, I mean, there's no way to better to say it than other than the event felt extremely friendly. What I mean by that is that people just felt very like excited to be with their people. And I know that there's a difference between industry event and a project event. Because the industry events, we kind of all felt like we were proud to be part of the Web3 space, but there was definitely not that camaraderie, that like feeling of openly friendliness. And it didn't feel like people were judging your bag size or judging your 
um, you know, which V friend you had, it felt like, Hey, you're on this journey with us too. And so I will just say like, I mean, the friendliness, we, we, we were walking across the street and this guy was on a scooter and he literally like pulled the scooter over, dragged it over. Cause Drew had the V friend shirt on. He's like, Hey, your V friend as well. Like, are you a holder? And he's like, I'm from Canada. And then we kind of have this whole discussion with him. And I'll say like, that was super you know cool to see. And then on top of that, you know, shout out to all of our listeners. I mean, we had so many listeners come up and say hi, take pictures. Um, I mean, from TikTok creators to some of the people we've seen on Twitter spaces, to some of you that are active in our discord, uh, to some of you that are, you know, hold ADHD coin and you've been listening to the podcast. Uh, we also had a couple of people that are speaking on the stages that said that they use our podcast um, as education within their discord and communities. And so just, a, you know, love the friendliness, the, the vibe, the energy, uh, definitely a huge shout out to, you know, everyone that, um, that, you know, happened. And, you know, I, I kind of like a little breaking news that Drew just you know, showed me that apparently somebody proposed at VCon, uh, which maybe, that, maybe that's a great way of kind of like visualizing what VCon is and, and friends. And, and I know from the, there might be an element of, for the, like, you know, not everyone loves Gary Vaynerchuk. I understand that. Not everyone, you know, can handle his dose of uh, energy and passion and, you know, sometimes his language for some people. But I, I think that's what I don't want people to lose sight of is that, yes, those are all those things. But what about the event, the project that you're going to? Like, how can these things, how can you integrate a great um, entrance experience? How can you incorporate friendliness and, and camaraderie amongst people before they even get there? How can you get, you know, creative vendors and experiences that ultimately kind of vibe with your culture, your community, with your legacy? And then I'll, you know, I'll just say the other thing is, damn, when you have a, you have merch at an event, you need to have more sweatshirts. Like however many sweatshirts you're ordering, that's not enough. And when you order more, that's still not enough. Because it seems like every one of these events, people wait in like an hour in a line to get merchandise to pay for it, by the way. And all of the sweatshirts are always sold out and they're always sold out of different sizes. But, you know, that's kind of the world we live in. Uh, I did think it was funny. Some people were buying sweatshirts at the front of the line and then trying to sell them to people in the back of the line. And apparently someone even put one of the hoodies up on eBay for like 2400 bucks that they bought for, for whatever, $100 at the at the event, but you know, DGENs will be DGENs and that is the truth. And I will kind of close out by just saying, you know, at these events, I mentioned at Miami and it was funny, a couple of people came up to me and said, Hey Brian, like I, I'm here, I'm here to talk to you because I remember you talking about like, we need to be better at, um, you know, networking and getting out there. There's also something about making yourself available through your body language and where you set yourself up. So during like kind of the breaks or during the, the areas where there was kind of a lot of traffic, Drew and I made sure that we were kind of sitting in an area that had, you know, high volume of traffic, but also was spaced out enough that if we could, if we saw people walking by that we knew we could shout out at them, or if they, people were walking by and recognized us, we could network with that, you know, in, in that world. And we had people coming up to us and like, Hey, I've been in your Twitter spaces before, or, Hey, I love your project meta athletes, or, you know, I listen to your podcast. But the beauty of that is like in a big event like this, 10,000 people, it's very easy to be like, must be nice, Brian and Drew, that you guys you know, have that. But are you going to sitting in the corner or sitting up in the bleachers where no one's walking by? You're, you're making it almost uncomfortable for people to uh, approach you. And I, and I don't think I covered that on that last episode. And I wanted to make that very clear that this is a two-way street. Not only do people at events 
have to go out of the way to make others welcomed. But I think we have to do a better job of, of giving, like, welcoming people to us, uh, making sure that they you know, feel welcome to come over and shake our hand or, or come over and talk to us or hang out or whatever that may be. So, you know, that is my, uh, you know, kind of live report from Econ. Uh, Drew will be here over the next couple of days. He'll be sharing some of the, his takeaways in our Discord. Um, I'll be flying back home. Of course, I uh, have a daughter's dance recital and a birthday party to go to. So I'll be missing the last two days of the event. And I, and I won't lie, like, it's a little hard. Um, and I'm not, you know, saying that because I want people to, you know, like, feel bad for me. But, you know, I – going to this event – like I'm I, without question a fan of Gary's, but there's also plenty of things that Gary I often you know will not see directly eye to eye on, or I question, or you know I approach differently. You know he talks a lot about a you know he listens to everybody's opinion. He just never takes anybody's opinion, and I'm kind of not that way at all. I love people's opinions, and I and I like allow others' views to help shape my own, so that we can kind of create more of that collaborative piece. So there's not saying that I always uh, you know drink the Gary Kool Aid for uh, per se. But I know I've, I've mentioned him probably more on the podcast than I ever really would have expected to. And I think part of it is for me is that, you know, we can, we can talk about people's actions. We can talk about what people are doing it for money. We can talk about people are doing it for, um, you know, celebrity status. But when you, when you, when we as leaders in this space, I'll say to you as leader, we all, you know, as we as leaders in this space, we have to kind of put our heart out there and really run with it. And you have to kind of believe in yourself, be confident in what you're, what, how you're doing and how you're setting things up. And I really think for NFT projects, just like Metaverse or your game, like if you're going to do an IRL event, you should do an IRL event, but you should hire, you know, an event team. You should invest the money and the, the right speakers, pay for your speakers to come. You should, um, you know, make sure you have the right vendors, the right merchandise. I really do believe, you know, I'm very much the press the damn button guy, right? That's the book, press the damn button. But at the same time, there's certain things that I believe are, are worth extra time, worth extra attention. And I do believe like these events are that. And I think it's unfortunate. Some people went to a couple of events, you know, earlier this year for other projects and I heard from them and they said, Brian, I'm, I'm getting out of the project. You know, the people weren't the same. I didn't like the way that they set up that event. And so it, it's not all reward and no risk with these um, events. And let's face it. I mean, Gary announced the event last year and it was a year later before he executed on it. And let's not fall into the trap of Bored Apes, right? Bored Apes had Bored Apes and Mutants. And then they rolled out an ape coin, you know, 11 months later. Well, all of a sudden, when we have other projects, we're like, well, if Board Ape did it in 11 months, you should do it in two months. Well, that's just not the truth. So I think most NFT projects are probably going to not put a, like, a true IRL uh, multi-day event um, until next year, you know, a year out, um, at least ones that are going to be super successful. But you know, I'm excited for what he'll do at VCon 2. I love the way he used the NFTs as our tickets. You know, we're gonna, he's, he's clearly said that that's going to you know, expand uh, in different ways, it'll also give us, you know, access to the event VCon two as well as VCon three. Hopefully, he doesn't have it over. Uh, actually, I think he won't. I think he, you know, he's such a big fan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he won't. Hopefully, he won't have it on one of my daughter's birthdays, and then that won't be an issue. But uh, I appreciate everyone's, uh, you know, support. We love all of the kind words. So thankful for such an amazing community. Um, shout out to so many of the other um, past guests on the podcast. We've from everybody from Swan Sit to 
my co-host on Alpha Mondays, Shira Lazar, to Brooke J. Lacey, uh, to a wide range of just some of the amazing speakers that we've had on our podcast that were there at the event that came over and uh, we were catching up and uh, more big things ahead, no doubt. But uh, until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The show is not for